Hey there, welcome back. It's Kathleen. This is This Insecure Life, and we'll jump right in. Um, I just finished watching Stranger Things, Things, Things Season 3. I definitely kind of wish that Season 3 had just been watching all the characters go to therapy. Um, but that's cool. It was it was more of a repeat of, of the same. It wasn't bad per se. It just wasn't um, life-affirming. <laughs> Which is crazy to ask of a Netflix TV show, but here we are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's good. If you want to dialogue about it, feel free to send me a message somehow. And uh, I'm happy to talk TV any and all the time. <laughs> But um, I thought that this week I could just talk about ooh, some of my writer's block or creativity block, I guess. I have been a writer my whole life, um, which is ironic because I was pretty illiterate um, slash behind in grade one sure if it went beyond grade one but definitely grade one in my reading and all of those comprehension skills um but I guess this speaks to sometimes who I am right now too um my naivete I just thought I was special and so I got extra time um learning how to read with it was actually my grandma's best friend and neighbor she was a volunteer at my school, and my mom and I also had some special time together where she would put in some of her skills as a special ed teacher and guided me through, and I seemed to catch up pretty quick. I will say that occasionally I do stumble when I read, uh, whether it be in my brain or if I have to read out loud. It still happens a little bit, and... Uh, yeah, but I think that love of words and reading really did translate into a love of writing. And I'm going to be honest that the little poems I was writing on Instagram it meant a whole lot to me and did, a, did, did wonders, I think, for moments of expression that didn't sort of overwhelm because I find I fall into that a lot is when I try to express or I try to write the feelings come too quickly and the words not so much. So it becomes overwhelming to fumble through, untangle, unknot those emotions into something tangible for a reader. So I think that's one of my, my big stumbling blocks and fears. And of course, there's the age-old adage of um, fear of failure. So... It's actually been a book I've been working on for probably 15 years now, and it's not anywhere close to being done. And maybe it never will, and maybe it's just a project that I need to slowly work on. And then I started another one a couple years ago, and it is further along, but it does need a lot of editing. And when I say a lot of editing, I mean a lot of editing, both in my stylistic choices because I have a very unique style of writing in this particular piece but also in um, 
adding a layer of protection because it is slightly autobiographical. So I started it definitely as I started this as a little bit of a therapy project for myself to work through some things. And I think also because of that, I'm, I'm a little bit too close to the project and it muddles me up and gets me confused and overwhelmed and sometimes um, talking about things when you feel safe can be a really, really good and really supportive outlet and, and very healing. And sometimes, most of the time, it causes a reoccurrence of PTSD symptoms. Um, there's science to back this up. I could link you to it, but you can also just Google it. <laughs> That's how... Um, different therapies have, have come up over the years because it was really helpful for one person to discuss their um, feelings and being forced to relive trauma has actually uh, been proven to be a lot more traumatic and cause a lot of issues for more, most people. Um, so I think there's those aspects to it and I also feel like There's a little bit of imposter syndrome in the sense that when I get out of the game of anything, it feels impossible to get back in because who am I to think that I actually am an okay writer or a good writer or I could ever be published or I could ever finish a book um, or who would ever actually want to read it, right? Who cares enough or would be moved enough or get something out of it, Um and that, I think, has also been filtering into this podcast. And I do apologize if you if you do listen every week and um, you've noticed a drop-off in enthusiasm or excitement. Um, it's not the podcast and it's not you. It is 100% where I'm at in my life and how I'm feeling. And one, that is extraordinarily low from a mental health perspective. So when my mental health gets really bad, um, it is really hard for me to output or be creative or um, sometimes I sh have to shut my empathy off and become a different person in a lot of ways that I truly want to be. And I definitely know um, that I've not been, I've not been where I want to be. And part of me not just taking a break like I did in March again, March, February, when did I take a break? March, um, is because not because I think breaks don't matter, but because this started as something really helpful for me. And if you've ever gone to therapy, if you have ever worked at anything, uh, relationships, jobs, I find there's always that place where you hit the wall and things get a little bit tougher for a while and you need to either give that space to work through it and, and honestly work through it and try and adjust maybe slightly and that's I think what I've been playing with is this adjusting, right? Not giving myself a lot of crap for forgetting the topic I had planned and just sort of going with it. And I really liked 
I don't know if you did, but I really liked the um, insecurity roulette we did last week. I know the episode was a little bit shorter, and I know that I wasn't as knowledgeable on cybersecurity as I have been on some of the other topics. But I think that also allows me space to grow and allows me space to think about things I don't normally do. And that is where I always find I flourish. Um, I've had people to tell me, and, and most recently I'm in the winter, that I'm likely just going to be in school forever. I'll, I'll probably be an academic my whole life. And I used to hate that idea. And I don't know if it's true that I will be an academic forever, but I do know that learning is a key part of who I am. And if that means I lose a few listeners along the way, maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. Um, But this project was never necessarily started for anyone else. my hope is with with anything I make that people are going to get joy out of it, get healing out of it, get something out of it, some purpose or thought, even if it's just one thing. And I mean one thing in every episode I ever make of this. If there's one thing that helps you through, then that's awesome because doing it is a help for me and I think there's I think there's a lot of learning in that in the sense of you can't fill from an empty cup right we need to do those things those self-care pieces the self-care pieces we don't want to do the hard bits of life for ourselves so that we can actually be there for people in their hard bits of life and that's going to change over the years depending on the hard things we go through and depending on this synergy we have with the other person. But it still makes me feel sad and it still makes me feel ashamed sometimes when it's like, oh, cool, I got no listens for like two days, but like I know other podcasts are blowing up. And let's be real, I didn't choose a true crime um, comedy segment. I didn't choose true crime in general. I didn't choose um, pop culture. I have said I'm going to have guests and I really want to, but there is a lot of things that hold me back from asking um, friends. And part of that is I don't necessarily want them to feel put on the spot. And, and maybe I've never stated this before, but I don't, I don't want people to say yes to me or be on the podcast just because I ask. I really I really want them to be on it and I really want them to feel like it is going to be beneficial to them, not just a help to me. And I think sometimes that's where um, I'm not letting people make their own decisions and I'm making them for them. But I know a lot of people have areas that are really, really hard to navigate. And obviously, um, I would either have that discussion with them beforehand or we would talk about it in whatever way was comfortable for them for things that may be off off limits, whether I know about them or not. Um, there could just be topics that like we don't talk about or very specific talk about topics that we only talk about. And I know this, but I, I am 
terrified of hurting other people inadvertently. And the funny thing is that a lot of times that fear doesn't necessarily end up hurting them, but it ends up hurting me a lot, um, which is maybe the case with this. Maybe I'm selling myself short um, by not asking those questions and not giving people a platform to talk. <sighs> uh, brutally honest right now, I recorded about 20 minutes, uh, maybe not quite, before I started recording this episode and um, stopped. I had to stop. I was really upset. Um, I might piece that into something later. I might use it for Patreon. It may never leave my laptop. I'm not sure. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. It was just really, really honest. And I'm not I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. That feels like a lot of vulnerability even through a microphone and into your ears. And maybe that's what is holding me back from writing. That there is that raw honesty that comes out in my writing. That I I guess I'll just say is my signature. I have been listening a lot to Carly Rae Jepsen's Too Much. And I feel like it is a very good analogy for who I am. And I've been told I'm too much by a lot of people. By a lot of people. And I've been told that I'm too much by people that I really care for. That I really love. And it hurts. It hurts. When the thing that you fear you are and that you're told you shouldn't be, especially as a woman, is told back to you. I also don't know if I can be really kind in my writing right now. Um, I draw from my emotions a lot. And... I really do try to live by that. If you think it once, the first thought you think is what you're conditioned to think, and the second is what you really want to think. And a lot of times with my writing, I let those first thoughts come out. And I don't want them to. Not in a... I'm a golden child, don't touch me type of place, but in a... I want to learn and I want to be better and I want to find the nuances. And if you let those first thoughts take over, I think you can miss the nuances. Um, I guess switching gears a little, but it's all, it's all kind of related. Um, my creativity really does break down um, in these sort of mental health dips I have. And so I find I go through periods of extraordinarily productive how did she get that much work done in that amount of time and it's constant and it's like a fever and then I fall and I crumble and I struggle to hit the deadlines but I still hit them because if I don't it gets worse 
So there's this balance of having purpose to not completely sink to the bottom and get stuck in the mud and the balance of giving space for healing and growth and evolution and sometimes literally just rest. And recently someone said to me that they weren't attracted to me and they needed to be engaging and more banter to be attracted to me. And it just, it's been a constant nagging thought I've had, which is ridiculous and shouldn't, shouldn't impact things like my writing and it shouldn't impact my work. But it does. And that's, that's the truth. That whole package wife her up wife her up image that everyone wants to portray and everyone does portray and I understand that social media is a thing I get it we've talked about it I know that people portray exactly the things that they want to portray I mean I just told you I edited myself when I stopped recording <laughs> um and it wasn't even bad it was just I had to listen back to a section of it to cut out a long pause and it broke me. I don't know if you've ever listened to yourself cry. I don't know if, if you haven't. If you've never recorded yourself having a really truthful conversation about what is going on with you that you may intend for someone to hear, but you may just need to speak the words. And then you listen back. It's a strange feeling because you want to be able to hug that voice. At least I do. I just want to be able to hug her and tell her things are going to be okay and that it's okay to cry and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be angry and all the things that she's feeling are valid because there's this distance that comes from listening to the voice back because we don't hear ourselves, right? The way we hear ourselves in our head isn't how we hear ourselves in a recording when it comes back to us. It, it, it's, it's a little bit foreign. And I say this having a podcast and yes, not editing it very well, um, all the time, but sometimes I do. <laughs> um, and it's given me a different appreciation for my voice that I used to hate. And I might go into this more next week because it will be sort of the one year mark. Um, but also, it's weird and it's unnerving. And it's unsettling if you've really been honest to hear those things being said out loud. So all that being said, <laughs> um, the little tiny Instagram poems I was writing that I've taken a break from because I'm uh, downsizing my social media presence um, across everything right now, if I'm honest, except um, my client accounts. Um were really good for me. 
and I miss some of the longer pieces and I miss these projects that I'm working on and I have thoughts and ideas for so many more and I want to get this out through both my voice and my fingers and my hands um and I'm making an effort to sort of figure it out and I've had discussions with people about well can I still call myself a writer and it's like yes of course we don't constantly have to be doing the things to be doing them and just because we're not doing it right now or it's not currently present if if it still resonates with us it makes sense right there's lots of mothers in this world who no longer have children or never did have children but they're still mothers or fathers or just caretakers for a gender neutral uh, term. And I think that's it. I think that is all I have to say. Writer's block sucks. It's definitely impacted by how I feel about myself and those insecurities across all aspects of my being. And I want to get this podcast back to its roots, which is scary I think it has alienated some people um, which is really sad and that was not my intention and I will 100% apologize if if I said something that was hurtful um, because I don't always listen back to them sometimes I miss the things that people may have taken out of context or or thought was complete truth about what I was speaking and there is no complete truth and I am wrong a lot a lot Uh, and I say things wrong a lot despite not wanting to hurt people and and I'm human and you're human and the world is full of imperfect humans and we're doing our best and part of that human experience is hurt and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if you've ever listened to this and felt hurt. Um, and I'm sorry if you've just been in my life and I've ever hurt you. I'm, I'm trying. And if you tell me, I can give you a complete apology. And um, I would love to work on whatever it is. For myself, even if our relationship is broken, because I don't necessarily want these patterns to continue. And that honestly wasn't directed at anyone. It was just me making a blanket statement about um, sometimes we say things that come out not how we intended. And while intention matters, people matter a little bit more. Sometimes a lot more. Um, I'm going to sign off and I'm going to get this uploaded and I'm going to maybe have a bath and chill a little bit before I go to bed. Uh, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, I adore you. I love you. Thank you for listening. If you need to peace out, please peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye, guys.